welcome to Vacation Station, hosted by Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazines.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Big Blend Radio. Today, we're talking about Tucson, Arizona, one of our favorite places. In fact, that's where Nancy and I lived for many years. And um, that's where our storage unit is and our good friends live. And we can't wait to be going back this fall. But to whet our appetite, and I mean it, Eva Eldridge is back on the show. Eva is a writer and longtime uh, guest here on Big Blend Radio, a good friend. And uh, you just heard her on a show, too. She was on one of our big weekly blend shows. And boy, Eva made us go into now having a weekly reading list on our shows. Like, what was that, Eva? Welcome back, by the way. But like now we have a reading list. So every every month we have to have a reading list. Thanks to you. I think it's great. Oh, that's like personal. That's a good thing. I think so. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah, we we love that edition. We were supposed to do a half hour conversation talking about what's coming up this month and this week on the holidays. And then next thing you know, there was all these authors. And then next thing you know, an hour and a half went by. And well, it was a little bit less than that. But we got we got a reading list now every week on our big weekly blend podcast. So that airs on Sundays. And we're excited because Eva's going to talk about two square miles in downtown Tucson. And mm. Eva, isn't it? It's a million people in Tucson, the city of Tucson, which you wow. wouldn't believe Really, because yeah, everybody's so spread out, right? It, I never well, felt like not, it was that big. Okay, Tucson itself is probably about 750, I think, or 700,000, but Pima County has more than a million. So that includes Oro Valley, which is not Tucson. It's connected. Yeah. You know, those Marana. satellite towns, Marana and Green Valley is included in those yeah. numbers because that's also Pima County and Vail. So when you take in the whole valley and satellite communities, you end up with a million, more than a million people. And we hit that quite a few years ago now. So, mm. But it's beautiful. It's so I mean, it's in a town. valley. It's beautiful. It's such a beautiful city. Yeah, we have mountains all around. We have four distinct mountain ranges plus a few other little ones. So... Um, that's nice. I have a great view of the Rincons and the Catalinas. And behind our house, we have the Tucson Mountains. And then mm-hmm. to the south, we have the Santa Ritas. So it's it's um, it's kind of spectacular if you like that sort of thing. You've got an awesome view of Tucson from your house. And if anybody wants a really good Fourth of July, they have to find Eva. <laughs> Just saying, because you can't. But you're going to keep you anonymous. When you walk around Tucson, I don't think you feel like you're in Los Angeles or super crowded. Yeah, because people are more casual and there's more space. So even though the city's growing, it still doesn't feel like like a big city. Yeah, it doesn't. It feels like it's it, it still has a small town feel to it. Yeah, which some mm-hmm. people don't like they want the big city well then they need to go to chicago or, or you know new york or is other <laughs> cities no. like that tucson's downtown we have high rises and stuff but they're not that many of them not mm-hmm. really mm. but we have a lot of history in the downtown area and then well, we I have a mountain 
Yeah, that's. I want to talk about that, but I want to go back to Nancy about Chicago and everything because Chicago is iconic. It's not a skyscraper. Nancy's like she prefers more smaller towns, but Chicago mm-hmm. is an excellent city, and the architecture is Absolutely. the history of that is amazing. But it is really a night and day difference. Going to Tucson is yeah. a city that will it it just will go like I didn't know cities could be like this and. Um, but go to a mountain because you talk about this and Eva's got an article. It's called two square miles and you can read it up on blend radio and tv.com. And actually, excuse me, it's going in our national park traveling.com because people go to Saguaro national park. And when you go to the park, you want to do something afterwards. You want to go downtown. So sorry, national park traveling.com, but, um, you can read it there. And, um, all those links are in the show notes, but a mountain because I know, you know, all of you talked about when we lived there, it was like, you go to A Mountain. I'm, I had no, I have no idea where A Mountain is. I don't get it. Like, really. I know okay, you're about to slap be... me over the Zoom call here, but <laughs> truly. It's actually, it's actually called Sentinel Peak. That's its official oh, name. Oh, okay. But it has, okay. It has a big A on it for the University of Arizona. It's the, you know, the iconic A oh. for the U of A. So, and it gets painted colors, um, you know, green sometimes during uh, uh, St. Patty's Day. And then mm-hmm. if we're playing the Phoenix, if we're playing universe, uh, uh, Arizona State that comes out of Tempe, they're the Sun Devils, and then they paint it their color. And then, so there's a battle with the A. It's usually wow. a big white A, though. So that's on the side of, that's why it's called I- A Mountain. <laughs> oh, I photographed it before, but you, when you say there's a battle of the A, don't, I wouldn't go around saying that. I'm just saying that. that's funny. Oh, but, no, but 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 no, I, I mean, it's no, I do Congress. remember what you're saying. I just never thought I, yeah, I just never put all of it together in my head. But now I get exactly where you're talking about. So and you talk about that in your article, but also you talk about how the name of Tucson comes around. It was like Chickasaw, right? Or yeah. That was the original name uh, for the Tohono Odoms? I don't know how to pronounce yeah. it, so I'm sorry. I can't either, so I'm not going to try. But it must have been anglicized into Tucson, mm. you know, when mm. you put those two words together, and that meant black base. So the bottom of Sentinel Peak is basalt. Um, I mm. think I put that exactly what they call it mm-hmm. um, in my article. And then on top of that is tough. It's a... Uh, it's a volcanic uh, lava rock that's really lightweight and, and uh, soft. So mm. uh, when I did a geology field trip at the U of A, we went up to A Mountain and looked at that. But that's black base. That whole bottom of the mountain is really black rock. It's kind of cool. Ooh. It's right there by the Santa Cruz River. So, you know, when, when the Native Americans, when the First Nations were established here, where they had their... Um, camp their homes they had river right there because the river ran all the time and then they had a mountain which is their sentinel they go up there and watch out for trouble mm. Mm. wow that's smart though i mean and then also um sun savior delbuck the sun savior mission that's outside of town but there's a lot of churches there's the presidio to mccarkery down south but um that's really it's kind of interesting because i know that's still pima county ish because then it's also part of it the Tohono Odom reservation, right? If you start heading yeah. south. But it's not far yeah. from where you're talking about for 
people coming to Tucson to these historic sites. I mean, it's, it's, it's really close. Everything in the downtown area. Yeah. 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 That's nothing. nothing. Yeah. So the, the article, I mean, I was, when I was doing the investigation on this, I was really surprised about how much stuff is in this little tiny part of downtown. And I was only on one, I only explored one corner of the downtown area, the lovely historic neighborhood. And then you have the museum, St. Augustine. Um, mm, it's beautiful. Tucson. Yeah. With, and it's a recreation. Some of that stuff got torn down, but, you know, it's marked there in signs now where the corner of the, the Presidio was built to protect Sanavir. Oh, and I didn't so, know that. Huh. Yeah. So the, the, the Presidio was a fort, like, like all the forts built across the country. Right. You know, they, yeah. it was built there to protect. And I think it originally started out as wood, but it got quickly torn down and they built it out of adobe. So there's recreations of that at the museum. And they have a time, the thing I thought was really cool is they have a timeline. They have plaques in the dirt all the way around with a timeline of, you know, thousands of years, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of years ago, and up to when people started inhabiting and then what happened when the Spanish hit and, you know, when the fort was established. And you can walk all the way around that and read all those plaques. It, it was kind of cool. There's a whole history lesson right there. Yeah, this is something Nancy and I first, you know, we we went, we were living up in Joshua Tree area, 29 Palms, and we did a media trip. Um, It was actually to go to Santa Cruz Valley, um, which is south of, or county, I should say, but it's also the valley, south of Green Valley to do Tumacacari, Rio Rico, and um, that region. And we also went to Patagonia, and there was a, you know, a collection of people getting together, and we went on this media trip, and we were like, well, we need to go to Tucson, you know, and, you know, Nancy and I going into a city, we're a lot better than we were. Like Nancy said, oh, God, not a city. But we were pleasantly surprised. We worked with Visit Tucson um, and everyone. That's a great website to go to. And um, we ended up doing the Turquoise Trail, which takes in. It's downtown. You follow this line and you can get a map and everything. And we went to the Presidio with, with the courthouse. And I mean, the food I mean, it, that was the problem. Like it was, it was pretty much like two miles, like you talk about, but it's uh, different parts of what you're talking about in your two mile radius of what you're, there's just so much. Like right. the downtown, even much. though it's spread out, it, there's so much. And the food, the shops, the murals, the arts, the history is so rich. And Nancy and I were like looking at each other like, what? And I remember we were staying at Hacienda del Sol, Nancy, remember? that yeah and wow. we went to we were we were staying there and we went to the grazia gallery in the sun that's how we met lance i mean this is years ago right and it was this trip and i remember we went to de grazia then we we did some kind of event i think we had dinner somewhere and we got lost and ended up at casa grant i know you're laughing right now um mm-hmm. Because you know how that's that's well, kind of Pastoro Valley. We got lost and we had to drive back to Tucson and we found our way around. But Nancy and I went, wow, this city is amazing. And mm-hmm. a good friend of ours, mutual friend, Michael and Spider, 
is in the spider since past. Um, Michael, you know, was on a show with one of their albums, um, Iridescent Garden. And this is in 29 Palms again on our show. God, this is like 14 years ago, I think. I can't keep up. And he said, whenever you come through Tucson, you need to come have a margarita with us. And we were talking about the Tiki Bar. And then next thing you know, we moved. And we moved to Green Valley. We didn't know. But all we knew is we loved this area. It reminded us of Kenya. And we loved this um, multicultural connection of everything. It just felt so authentic in history and people's space. space. Nature is everywhere, even in the neighborhoods. You'll, you know, roadrunners and have, uh, javelinas and hummingbirds and flowers. And ca- I mean, we fell in love and it was that trip and it started that, you know, doing the Santa Cruz Valley, but this downtown, we, we were like, this isn't a city. And now you're writing about it. You're making me homesick, Eva, because that's why we moved Good. there. And, and then we, I know, we're coming home for a little bit, but, but you know what I mean? It, because we've traveled, you know, we've traveled in so many places, but Tucson, it was just kind of like, well, let's go there. This is a place that people, I don't know, there's just this, um, the, you, it's it such a historic city, but it's not, it's not, you can smile at someone and say hello, walking down the street without them looking at you like you're going to mug them. Right. And it's that's what I liked about it from the first time I walked into Tucson in 1979. Mm-hmm. It was, people wow. were friendly. They talked to you. And the the feeling here was, was you know, okay, live and let live. It was, it was different than where mm-hmm. I w- grew up too. So, yeah. And, and that yeah. there's so much history just, I mean, and since the um, modern streetcar has come through, We've had a bunch of renovations. We've had billions of dollars spent in downtown renovating it. So um, there's there's rest. The bus stops are entertaining for crying out loud. They're all artistic with flowers or fruit or whatever. And then you know the murals and and the um, yeah the restaurants and they built a bunch of housing. They've been cramming housing uh, apartments in all over downtown. So one of the things when I went to Portland, Oregon, I loved about downtown was how vibrant it was, right? There's grocery stores and there's, um, you know, mu- you know, of course, Powell's and, and then the oh, don't start me on that. people <laughs> and we have, and you know, we have people who live there and they have mm-hmm. stores. I loved downtown Portland. And so we come back to Tucson and between 1979, which it was a vibrant Tucson then, but it's in the 80s, it slowly died. And then in the 90s, there was no downtown Tucson left. Really? It was boarded up. Oh, it was really bad. It was boarded up. There was very, what? there was a little bit of commerce mm-hmm. going on in offices. But downtown Tucson, I mean, the government's down there. Pima County is down there. City of Tucson stuff is down downtown. But it would really died as far as a vibrant place to go. And then the modern mm-hmm. streetcars is coming in and we had to do, cause I worked for telecom. We had to move a lot of our lines and get prepared for the streetcar because of, you know, they're, they're electric and um, so some can't have that's, our cables running around. Yeah. Sunlight. So, and, and during that time, a bunch of the buildings started to get renovated. They started gutting everything 
and um, things started uh, happening. Like, it was amazing how many different things came in and um, what they've done. We have, like I said, the restaurants downtown are amazing. Um, oh, and, yeah. And, and, and we still have the historic stuff like the Pima County Courthouse. And if you go online and look it up online and do the images, they have some great pictures, which I don't have the capacity to take. Um, but no, but, but that, that, the, the top it. of it, you know, the top of it, that, that crown the of blue the dome. courthouse. That, oh. Yeah, thank you, the dome. It's so, it's iconic and they have fountains. And I think if you're going to get married, it's a beautiful place as a courthouse, you know, it's, and I, we know people who got married there, you know. And Michael, um, Michael and Spider. Yep. And it's, it's beautiful. I mean, to me, it's beautiful. And then at the same time, you've got this history. So that kind of brings in that Southwestern part. And then you've got Hotel Congress. And I'm so glad you put it in your article because I think number one, they have one of the best Bloody Marys on the planet. The architecture yes. <laughs> of Hotel Congress, the music, the restaurant inside, it just the cup. this when this is I think as a southwestern downtown hotel has the epitome of what it was and they've managed to keep that authenticity yet still be really open to like grunge bands and goth and whatever happens in the music department you know yes well the Rialto the Rialto which was a theater across the street from the Hotel Congress. Um, closed down whenever it closed down, and then they start. They opened it again to bring in in music. Um, unfortunately, back then they didn't do anything about its acoustics, and I've never heard anything so bad in my life as the acoustics they had way back when. And then they started investing money into. They didn't really remodel it as much as they fixed it, so the acoustics were better. They put you know the panels on the walls and stuff. So now when you go to a show there, it's not, they still have standing only shows once in a while, but you can, there's other shows that are seated that you can get a reserve seat. They just open up, you know, folding chairs, but, um, the sound there is a whole lot better and they bring in so many bands and they're associated with 191 Congress, which was a little bar type area with a stage and they bring in people there. And then we also have the Fox theater, which is an old, um, uh, 1920s type, uh, what do you call that architecture yeah. theater 1920s. that they renovated? <laughs> yeah, it was, the uh, um, God, my brain is just, no, down. I don't want to but say mid modern century because it's after that's no, after it's the not. 20s, right? Yeah, that beautiful, that beautiful stuff they did then. Um, and they remodeled that and it's in that style and it's, they bring in tons of bands and they show movies there and they do other stuff in the Rialto. I mean, in the Fox it's, mm. and they have kept the, the feel of old Tom Tucson and a lot of the buildings, they're not like tearing the buildings down as much as they're just gutting them and reworking them. So you have I, I, all those old buildings from Tucson, from the old Tucson, and and putting in modern stuff. They put in a new. They crammed a new hotel in on Con Broadway. That it's like, how did you get that building in there? But they have a hotel down there now, a big one that we well, didn't have good. before. So that's good because I know you yes. get a lot of meetings and conventions. But I know 
Um, Nancy, I know you're itching to talk about mm-hmm. the Dillingers. I know she's scratching right now and going like, I need to talk <laughs> about the Dillingers. Right, well, Nancy? Great history, you know, that mm-hmm. never comes to the forefront. And yeah, the Dillingers, wow. And they went in yeah. and went right. shot the place up and said, hey, we're taking your money. And they did. <laughs> yeah, well, that was an interesting story because, you know, yeah. they left and the, and the Congress burned. And then mm-hmm. they got caught later. But, but mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, very interesting stuff there. Yeah, yeah. how did that so fire the, just happen? Congress, yeah, yeah Hotel, Hotel Congress still feels, has a lot of that feeling when you walk in there it's cool i like that a lot yeah, yeah i like it too because it's yeah you know, it's just something that you can relate to you know yeah somehow relate to it because it really happened and you're standing where it happened that's what i like about visiting historic sites you know it's like if you really think about it and you stand there and you can let your imagination go you can relive it in your own yes. sense, like obviously, because well, you and weren't they, there. And they, the Hotel Congress has plaques all over it too, you know, with mm. with stuff in, information. So, yeah. yeah, that place is pretty cool. And then across the street is the um, uh, train station. The old, uh, well, it's mm. one of the the new train station, I guess. Maynard's is there, but you can pick up Amtrak at there. They have a restaurant called Maynard's, and there's another yeah. uh, Maynard's shop where you can do a little shopping and then um Amtrak comes through there so I love I love that Amtrak does that because number one I, Nancy yeah. and I still want to do an Amtrak kind of road trip and our yeah. friend Jim Austic came through he was going to do the Arizona Trail from uh south of Patagonia mm-hmm. area all the way up and um anyway so we picked him up like at four or five in the morning and right. uh, I remember going there and it was like, and I remember, you know, because there was, there, there are trolley lines too. So it's, it's, there's a streetcar thing, but now is there like, I remember going, Oh God, be careful of the trolley. And then going, is this the city with the trolley? Do they still have it? Now I can't remember. Do they, they, they still did have way, way back. But yeah. the okay. modern streetcar isn't a really a trolley. It's a streetcar, and it's um, yeah. it's not on the it's not the on the same on the tracks, tracks as the Amtrak. So the tracks yeah, are there, and I remember getting him, and and Maynard's was there, and and we went and picked him up, and he was just like, and what was so cool about going in the depot, and I'm like, God, you know what? We would never have walked in if it wasn't for picking him up, and going yeah. in there is a museum in itself. Like they showed the history of this depot. Mm-hmm. And of like it really what it was like way back when and to me depots are interesting because this was a form of you know travel before we had cars and i i mean i love being able to road trip but this was the well, way the, the old old depot the original big huge you know fancy depot is no longer a depot and the great train tracks don't run down there they're down there off of congress and the freeway it used so to I don't be a know. restaurant well, I think called this Carlos is the, Murphy's. Oh, well, this this is going to be more the of the Amtrak history, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yes. Well, I think the, the routes of the trains changed. Mm-hmm. But the old, old, old original depot was down, is more closer to the um, freeway. And the building so, is still there, but it got converted into office buildings, I think. Well, the, oh. okay, the Amtrak station, oh I'm just Googling this, is 
was built in the Spanish Revival, and I think that's the style you were thinking of, um, by the Southern Pacific Railroad in 1907. And it's be- the building was replaced, um, replaced a wooden structure that had served the public since the railroad's arrival in 1880. So this wow. was more like a different, it's different than like what you're talking about, but yeah, right. looking at it, it's different. Yeah, it is different. So, okay, so I have to ask this because I know this is a stupid question, but one thing that Nancy and I, well, I personally, just as a person who drives a lot and sometimes likes to stop for coffee and really bad food, and I'm not saying it's bad food, unhealthy food, um, but like delicious, greasy food, is yeah, Waffle House. Right. And, and no, it's no. not bad food, but it's not good for your arteries. But the Waffle House, I have a very weak thing going for that. And um an actual fact, I haven't been to one for a long time, but um I love me a good it's Waffle time. House experience. Num- you're a writer even number one, it's good people watching. But the food, I want the Waffle House and we kept going there's a Waffle House in Tucson, and that was one of the reasons we moved to. We've still never been to it. Is it still there? I just, I have to ask because I don't know any oh Waffle House. There is a the- Waffle House right off of Grant in the freeway, and they just remodeled it. What? Now, we have friends that go on Valentine's Day. I think it's their wedding anniversary, too. And they go every year on Valentine's Day to Waffle House for the Valentine's Day special. Seriously, well, waffle, there's a whole thing. There's nothing you wrong with Waffle, waffle. House. It's like a thing, but it's so much of a Southern thing. How like do you, you travel the country? Have you seen a Waffle House anywhere in the West other than Tucson? Yeah, we see them all over the place. Yeah, where I'm missing it. I'm missing well, it. Well. Yeah, I'm they're they're small. In Texas, they're small yes. and they have tiny little they have tiny little um um you know they're they're a small presence. I didn't see them in California. That's maybe that's the thing. Uh, no, the, the, no maybe. It, the waffle, I mean the waffles a good way but of it's, eating. It's about the hash browns. It, no, it, but it's not waffle, even the waffles. It's the, the hash browns. Itself, when you think about what you have to put in this little machine, it makes these little squares, so it cooks faster, and it's guaranteed to be cooked through as opposed to a pancake that you flip and may or may not be done in the middle. Just saying. I'm just, I've got the giggles now because last time Eva was on the show not too long ago, for the big weekly blend, we ended up talking, it was National waffle day or something and burger day on and then we called those show the waffle burger um and now we're back to waffles oh, yeah. again that was funny i okay, didn't mean to talk funny. about yeah. waffles again but well, waffles are cool nancy wants a waffle apparently i better go get her some egos or something no um, that's not oh well i won't say no. that she yeah. wants to make them she wants to hand make the make waffles them. okay okay but i'm glad that Our the deco. waffle house is there Art Deco. Okay, the, okay. the Fox Deco is, is Art Deco, and it originally opened in 1930. Mm. Ooh. And Ooh. then it reopened after, you know, years of neglect and stuff. It reopened after they re- oh. remodeled it in 2006. Mm. And Bruce Hornsby played. <gasps> cool. And we, we couldn't cool. go. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, okay, one thing you brought up is about the bike paths, and 
Tucson has that amazing cycling trail that goes throughout the entire city yeah, along the rivers, yeah. canals, Sweetwater um, goes up even through Aura Valley and it connects all the way down to, you know, south of, I think it goes to Sayarita even. Sayarita, I mean, yeah. Bike and it's like 120 something miles with public art, horses, bikes, jogging, walking. Mm-hmm. Nancy and I did a lot of that trail while we were there um, a few years back and did as much as we could of all these pocket parks. And I, we still need to get that all up on the site because it's amazing to me that that's where I think, you know, when we started the tour going on the road 100%, then coming back for a couple, you know, couple years and revamping our websites and then going, no, we're still doing our tour and we were still going out and doing parks. Tucson has so many parks and so much recreation that, that when we were starting to do this trail, Nancy and I don't bicycle cycle. Like you don't ever want to see that though. It could be funny. So maybe you do, um, but you won't see it. Um, <laughs> we really realized about quality of life and how much that was there, the parks and rec and, that it was actually a very healthy community, even though you have so much good food. This is a very healthy community that was very outdoors, that these parks meant something to the kids for soccer, for, you know, football, for tennis, for volleyball, for all baseball, all these sports. But also, even if you have all that, you still had a hiking trail, like maybe, you know, Catalina area and stuff, you'll have a hiking trail or, you know, every, and I know we're talking about the two miles, but the cycling is also a big thing in the downtown, which I think is very important when we look at how we're moving forward with climate change and mobility, that cities need to be walkable and cyclable um, and and have, and have public transportation to be viable. Right. And to really thrive, like you were talking about people living in there, like a main street shouldn't just be a row of shops. The architect firm should be there. The lawyer should be there. You know, the shoe shop. I don't know if, do we have shoe shops anymore other than Amazon? But like, you know what I mean? And then someone living Uh, upstairs, you know, that kind of thing. Yes. And I don't know if there's any shoe shops downtown, but things are moving in down there. So they used to have, so back in 79, when I moved here, they had a Hockamies, which was a local department store. And mm-hmm. it was, I mean, they were a big deal. They're like the Ronstadt's. The Hockamies are like the Ronstadt's. They, you know, were big deals in Tucson. And Hockamies was a department store, the old type where you walk in and get shoes or clothes or, you know, bedding or whatever. And when Hockamies closed, that was the beginning of the end for downtown. Well, we don't have that. Down, we don't have that d- anymore mm, down there. But you don't know that it's not going to happen. Hmm, that's a good point. So. But it, it is interesting because at some point, the bigger conglomerates have to shift, and that's a hard shift. It, you know, you can't well, have your Amazon. Big... Amazon has done a number on things. Well, a lot of the departments, like those at that time, at that time, back then, everything moved out to the malls, Mm -hmm. right? And now the malls are closing. And or changing. Elkhorn Mall turned into an outdoor mall. They took their roof off and turned it into an outdoor mall. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I think Tucson Mall is still going. 
Well, I think malls are having a problem and then now they're going, okay, do we demolish it or do we make it into apartments and workspaces as well, like office apartments, yeah. which makes sense, you know. Um, but, you know, the internet, like it's so interesting when we think about these downtowns, like what you're talking about. This is two square miles, lots of restaurants, um, food, you know, entertainment, you know, streetcars, you know, hotels. So everything is there, right? Art, mural, public art, bike paths. Yeah. Um, all of this and history with, yeah. you know, the Dillingers. You, you, I mean, wh- what more do you want people? Um, and what, what's interesting to me is you, you're not having to walk too far, right? To, to experience all no. of this. You can go park at your hotel and enjoy all of oh. this. And then if you want to go, Saguaro National Park is what, 10, 15 minutes away, if that? Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, West. All, and, Saguaro yeah, West. and then, no. Yeah. Yeah. Saguaro West. We should definitely make people understand that part because there's two parts of the park there one's in the east and the mountains <laughs> yeah in the mountains and then there's one in the west and then that's where the old tucson movie studios you know and there's that whole other drive that's not even ne- necessarily the park um and you will see that's saguaros tucson. everywhere you go yeah go ahead tucson mountain park that's not the national yeah. park that's tucson mountain park that's right that's right and but then what's the studios is it still called tucson old studios the movie studios i think so Uh, yeah yeah they're reopening they're reopening again they're doing it again as uh, i think a potential filming area there's something is happening out there it's not well yeah the movie history of tucson is steve schneckert our history friend and you know friend in general um he he did a segment on Tucson's Hollywood history and um I'll link it from the show notes because it's really fascinating because he's like, yes, there were a bunch of Westerns filmed in Tucson. Mm-hmm. I mean, the list, you, you could go on and for years, but the, there were so many other ones filmed like Boys on the Side. I had to bring that up because that's one of my favorite movies. He put that in there just for me. But so many other contemporary movies were filmed there too in Tucson. It's funny when you're Westerns. watching those movies and you're watching, you look at the background and you go, you go, I know where that is. I know, I know that right? That's, well, you know, it's in my backyard. You remember, like, Nancy, before. remember Nancy and I had that black and white photo book collection of, you know, it's, it's a history, like history of the different cities and towns around the country, right? It's done by Turner Publishing in Nashville, people. Like, look at these black and white books. And we had one of Tucson. And I was just, I mean, you could see the places that Eva's talking about from the 1800s. Like, as soon as they could photograph this, you could see it. And, um, I mean, the photography was amazing to see what, here is a, what they would look at as like a cowboy ranching kind of town, but cool southwestern town and Dillinger town and the Hotel Congress and all that. But when you fast forward... And you'll see Model T Fords out in what is now Saguaro National Park with women in dresses and they're having a picnic under a saguaro tree. Like seriously. And there'd be a horse and then there'd be the, you know, the ranches, the dude ranches coming in and this history of this area. It's pretty darn amazing when you think about the history of Tucson because it was, I think, such an, we, there, a, a gentleman, Sean Kingsley was on our show. Um, Many years ago, he, he since passed away and he was in the, uh, in Tubac, the fort in Tubac that we met him and interviewed him. You might have met him, Eva. I, 
I don't know if he had passed away before that. You went to the Presidio and the um, Fort in, in uh, Tubac with us that yeah. one time. Yeah, I did. Um, yeah, he, he since passed away. But he was saying that when you look at the history of Arizona and even the Louisiana purchased, you've got to look at Tucson, Yuma, yeah. and Tubac, these three icons. And Tucson was so strategically placed. And all of that history is right what you're talking about within these two miles, which now you can go, let's go have a margarita and mm-hmm. some really good Mexican right. food, right? Yeah. But when you're and sitting there food. enjoying that, think about, we had, um, you know, that first trip we were talking about, we went to a restaurant yeah. and, and I, I will remember the name on another day, but they had uh, <laughs> cucumber margaritas. I'll never forget that. Ooh. Yeah. Yum. And they had what was called uh barcadero, I think, meat. Um dry it was almost dried meat. And they Honey let Seca. me go up. Oh, that's it. Yes. And they let me go up where they were drying the meat to photograph drying right. the meat. And and then we ate it and it was what's the barcaro thing then? What am I thinking? That's another thing. That's uh barcaro is a cowboy, isn't it? No, that's a vaquero. I mean, vaquero. There's another thing beginning with the B. Oh, okay. Board. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But no, you're right know. about what you're saying. No, what you're saying is correct. I'm wrong. Yeah. And, and I know the name of that me. restaurant, and it's not coming to me either. El Charo. It's, El Charo. It is El Charo. You're absolutely right. And that restaurant, that's the visitor bureau said, like, that's, you have to, that's an icon place mm-hmm. and i think they have more than one it's kind of almost become a tucson chain but it's pretty much historic it, it it's i think one of the oldest buildings mm-hmm. of a restaurant mm-hmm. in in the city yeah it, it, it's, it's got down history there in of, that two square miles it's in the two square miles so mm-hmm. um i know you talked about this in your article and we've talked about this before and we were all excited when tucson became a unesco world heritage site for food gastronomy um, please give everyone an, cause you know how to cook, you know, food, you, you know, how, like, honestly, even knows food and cooking and like, and she, she knows like way more than yeah. Nancy and I just go, dude, this is cool. Um, she knows. So when you look at Tucson, what should visitors expect, especially within that two mile radius of the kind of things they can enjoy in a UNESCO world heritage site for gastronomy? I think there's a Thai restaurant down there. There's a Japanese restaurant down there. There is a um, plain old, you know, American, fancy American fair. The Mexican place, El Charo's down there. And they've also branched off to El Charo's Steak and Del Mar, which is a seafood and steak place, which is some of the best steak I've ever had. Um, they have Penca, and that's from South America. Um, they have, um, let's see, that was, and there was the Hub. There's the Cup at Club Congress. And Maynard's, which is across the street from Club Congress, there are also a bunch of little pocket restaurants that we haven't, of course, got to all of them. And then there's street tacos. We have lots of street tacos now. So there's a place on the corner next to the Fox there. There's an Italian restaurant downtown. It, okay. You know, it's like, and that's just downtown. That does not include all the amazing food that you find around every other place in Tucson. Right. Because even when you talk about Mexican food, there's different uh, regions oh, represented. Oh, it's all different. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, so so once you live here for a while, you go to the Kurichimaka for you go to um, Kurich, um I think that's the name of it for uh, carne asada, and you go to Micha's for huevos rancheros, and you go to Mosaic for they they were the Mosaic was on um, challenge with Bobby Flay. And mm-hmm. uh, they lost, but, you know, still that's pretty exciting. Everybody They're was there trying there. their, um, yeah, yeah. Ranchero's closed right now, but hopefully it'll open this fall. That's what we're hoping. Um, there, you know, so we had a five-star uh, Mexican from uh, Central Mexico, from Mexico City restaurant um, that closed over the pandemic. And that, she was an amazing chef, and that was different Mexican food than you than any of the other places in town. And I'm very sad that they closed because, boy, I love that place. And then um, that's just the Mexican place. You go to, there's a bunch of, you know, pop-ups, the food trucks. Oh, see, and I want, we need to talk about food trucks. Yeah, food trucks are a huge part of tasting a city. And don't be scared of food trucks. Food trucks are they they've simplified what down what they know that they can keep fresh and good, know what they can get out and deliver and have the best flavor with. Um, food trucks right. are good, man. Seriously, um, they are. Yeah. Oh, and we have the tamale. We have Tucson Tamale Company that makes some really kick butt tamales. What about the I barrio mean, bread? Isn't there barrio? What about the bar? Is there barrio bread? He's yeah. not downtown, but he's in town. He has his. He has done this international reach out, and he is all over the world now. I mean, not his product, but he's gone all over the world teaching and talking about using sustainable wheat from local sources and having it ground locally. So he has his own wheat fields in um, the area, Marana and the wow. area, and he has his wheat ground up in at Hayden Mills in Phoenix, or um, it's not Phoenix, but it's one of their. Subsidiary, mm-hmm. subsidiary towns, and he makes some of the best bread I've ever eaten in my life. It's a slow-rise sourdough. Mm. And now he's branched out to doing bagels, and he's doing pizza. And um, he, like I said, <laughs> Barrio Bread and Don Guerrera are internationally known now. And he won the James Beard Award. So, Nancy, I just barely asked Eva to explain Tucson's food like she knows. And what she just went off. I think she's yeah. got a passion for Tucson food. Okay. Now, but it's we, good. Okay. well, what about 4th Street? So just get my bearings back because, you know, I just twirl around and don't even know how to parallel park. Right. So, you know, that um, uh, okay. that's, that's something right. you want. Now, 4th, 4th Avenue. Is it 4th Street 4th or 4th Avenue? Avenue? Okay. Is that near the, is that within the two miles or am I off of it? No, no, it is not, but it's right next to it. So if you take the streetcar, which you can pick up by um, Avenida de Convento, that's the west end of it, and pick it up, it'll take you through downtown. It'll give you a little corner. It takes you through the corner by Congress and stuff. And then it goes to Fourth Avenue. It goes under an underpass and goes to Fourth Avenue. And 4th Avenue has been here forever, it's, and, but they've also put, they've built a bunch of student housing in there now, too. They've crammed those buildings in there. But, but, I mean, uh, but that's like, good. That's good, right? Because that helps the downtown flourish. Because I remember there being um, the 
Okay, there was a um, seed savers. I, I don't know if it's the name. Seed savers, where they were saving seeds and. Oh, okay. and, oh you know okay. what I'm saying? Native seed search, but that's not yes. downtown. Native seed search is on is on Campbell. They're still here. Okay, I I just to and, me it's all the same region. It's awesome. Yeah, well, and, it is all Tucson, but this is Fourth Avenue has like the food co-op, and it has a bunch of bars. It's it's got mm-hmm. a lot of bars. And it has Nancy, a lot of... Nancy, Nancy remember, remember the little thing where everybody got on and paddled with their wiggy, their wine and whatever? There, there, there was like a bar cart or something that went down the street where everybody's paddling in this bar, like a moving bar, and they had their cocktails and went down the street. What was that? Like a moving street car of, of wine and booze or whatever. They would go down. Like that was... was that clever. Clever. It was, it was clever. So I yeah, think we're off, we're off a little bit. To us, the whole region is just so accessible. So we right. we straight well, beyond this few miles. It's Sorry. friendly. It's a big city without the big city scary. Well, it has, it has some know. of that too. Don't, don't I know? Don't, we do. yeah. don't yeah. yeah. We still have some of that. We have homelessness. Um, yeah. Pretty rampant yeah. here too. So you get you get that. I don't see we don't yeah. have downtown at least in this part. There's not so much with the gangs, so we don't yeah. have that. We don't have to that. worry about, but so much. But yeah. you still have homelessness. Yeah, that's keep it, everywhere. You have yeah. it, it. Really is. I mean, we've seen um, those experiences. We've seen it in Wisconsin outside of Walmart. You know, so. Um, it, it is a that's a nation on yeah. the medians on freeways, but but that's a nationwide issue, and yeah. and sunnier places seem to get it. And but I think with, with Tucson, I remember going, oh, this is supposedly a scary city, but I never it's felt not. that. And I know things mm-hmm. happen, just like Albuquerque, right? Albuquerque gets well, that right too. And I'm like, you Albuquerque, where you, you have just to have be to aware. be. I, we, we had an amazing time in Albuquerque. We, you know, it, it is about being aware as a traveler mm-hmm. and as a just go to, no, I don't care if it's your local neighborhood store, be aware. It doesn't matter yeah, research what you're doing. And be aware. You know, because that's that. I mean, it's, you, right. you know, I mean, there's some areas that are notoriously bad, then just don't do it. Don't but, go there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's there's no what you're talking about. Nancy and I walked in the area that you've talked, you're talking about at night. We've been there in the daytime and mm-hmm. um, I, oh. I don't know, man, I had a, I just, we did that whole region and we've done it more than once. And, and obviously, you know, to me, like it's all connect. I mean, well, the since- downtown is actually spread out. It is kind of a big downtown when you think of it. I know you're talking well, yeah. about that. It's, revital- it's been revitalized. And so in the past, you wouldn't see people walking around downtown, you know? So, and now, um, now there's, there's people everywhere downtown. And I had, I had, when they were doing the streetcar, somebody, somebody made a comment about, um, well, I don't know why they're doing that downtown. What good is Mm -hmm. that going to do? There's never anybody down there. And it's, or just college kids. It's only college kids down there. And um, we were sitting at one of the restaurants watching the people walk by, and it's not just college kids. It's everybody of yeah. every age, every ethnicity, every uh, 
you know, it's amazing. There's families, mm-hmm. and of course, yes, there's a ton of college kids, but it's it's everybody else but that's too. Cool. That's, that's cool. So, but that, but yeah, yeah that is a good worry thing. about. I don't worry well, about walking around. Downtown. I remember you talked mm-hmm. about Sunlink, and I remember it was before we left and went on the road. They were talking about it, and this is what they're investing, and people are getting all, oh, they're taking our tax dollars and stuff. And I'm going, no, this is a positive for the community. Like was this a, is what we talk positive. about responsible mm-hmm. tourism. So when we talk about tourism, we're not trying to say, hey, Disneyland's going to move into your backyard because that would suck. Yeah. We're talking about responsible tourism, which means that it, responsible tourism is supposed to be added benefits to your community and uh, having transportation, public transportation is a massive benefit to any community. And there's many, many communities across this country that do not have that. And they need it. And if they have it, it is incredibly limited and expensive. So when Tucson did this, I thought it was fantastic. And, hey, you don't have to drive around. And if you don't know a town, listen, driving in a city where also, you know, one-way streets, hello, Lisa gets in trouble with those. I'm still yes, from thanks. Africa. and go on, I go on the other side of the road sometimes. Nobody mm-hmm. likes me doing one-way streets. So to me, put me on public transportation so you can actually look out and maybe mingle with some of the locals to find out what to see and do. Get mm-hmm. some local insight, make some actual connections. And, you know, I think we get so attached to our GPS. And that's also another thing about what I love about your article is, yeah, we can look at our GPS. And I think it's a huge tool. It's great that we can Google things and all of that. Yeah. But I think there's something about understanding a region because when we GPS so much, don't we forget the geography and the lay of the land in a weird way? You just keep following the voice and not actually knowing where the hell you are. I know. And if somebody exactly. took over, if somebody took over, like we call our GPS Jane, Jane says, and she tells, well, turn left here, do this, do that. What if somebody took it over? Like okay, Nancy's just trying to channel your sci-fi, Eva. You're in a sci-fi. Seriously, make a great novel because so suddenly um, somebody takes over GPS and everybody's totally messed up because they're not self-thinking. Well, that's but that's I can see what (laughs) I know. (laughs) Now we don't don't trip us out, but that's the thing. Right? That's what we're doing. We're all being like, you will turn here, you will do this, you're going to follow whatever this voice says. That voice has led me. I should should do an article just about the places Jane has done. Dead ends in places we shouldn't be. On uh, Go over a bridge that is only for ATVs in the middle of a um, wildlife refuge while people are hunting and shooting around you. Yeah, let me write a story about that. No, but it's funny um, when you think about it. But but that's what I like about your articles. Like it's kind of giving people this, not kind of, it is, the sense of place and understanding to, hey, here's this region. I don't have to go that far. I could walk. I could take the, the sun link. I could do this and actually get to understand an area. Because the downtowns, the historic downtowns, they're the ones with the integrity. Even though they change through the years, they're the ones who tell the stories they have of to change. That that's where something started. That's the seed of Tucson, well, and, other than the Native American lands, obviously. 
Yeah, the thing with the, and, and I wanted to bring in the walking and the bike paths. When you're walking mm-hmm. and you're biking, you yeah. actually see things more. You get to experience yeah. better. And it's very nice that we have that ability here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, it's true. I, that's, that's what I was saying. That, to me, is is the huge thing, is mobility. Um, sometimes you may not want to do it at 1 in the afternoon on a summer day. Um, but you could do it in the after- morning and evening. It it's can beautiful. choose your time. Yeah. You can, you know, you can but, choose a reasonable yeah, time yeah. But according I, to you know, climate. I also want to give a really big shout out to what you said about, and, and this is about the neon signs. I mean, we have our friends, Maroon, uh, Jeroen, Maroon. He's going to laugh at me now. Jeroen and Maggie, who come over every year to the States to document neon signs across the country. And he's saying we're running out of neon signs. They're getting taken down because of their cost of running them. And then collectors mm-hmm. buy them and put them in their bar and people don't get to see them anymore. And I so said, well, maybe. Would it, would it, so, so last time we talked to him, I said, well, wouldn't it be better if they were in a museum? Then he goes, no, because they were supposed to be on the outside of a building. So he, he's him and Maggie, they're documenting these signs because it's part of our Americana. And here we have mm-hmm. people in, you know, Holland coming back here to document what we're losing. Yet he, he's a big fan. And before we saw them in Nashville this year, we saw them in Tucson. They came over and they went to go, Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. Monterey court is where they were going for dinner. And we had to get going because we had a magazine coming up, but um, that is a neon sign, a true neon sign. And they were very excited about going but you talked about um, the neon sign um, that Hotel Congress has a real one, right? Yes. And Fox mm. Theater and Rialto, they're all mm-hmm. downtown. They made, they made, somebody bought the Ghost Ranch on Miracle Mile, which has a bunch of neon. And they, he took down the Ghost Ranch Lodge sign and the city made him put it back up. So granted, it's not as high as it used to because it's not a lodge anymore. It's a housing for, you know, low-cost housing. But he did it. He had to put the sign back up. And that's what oh they're doing. Lucky Wishbone, has neon, Lucky Wishbone has neon signs all over the place. So it's another cool mid-century modern thing in Tucson, which mm-hmm. is a lot of mid-century modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, that's it, exactly it. Art Deco, mid-century modern. And there's a festival that happens, I believe, every October or November in Tucson. So you might want to Google that, folks. Uh, Eva, thank you again. What a great article and always mm. fun to chat with you. Obviously, you are so passionate about Tucson and its culinary scene and all of it. I mean, all <laughs> of it. So, yeah. Um, I love yeah. this town. Well, I think so. And you should because it's a beautiful and amazing. Yeah, it, it is a town, right? I don't feel like it's a city at all. We never did. It is, but it's like a, a lot of little towns that got together and said, okay, we're a city. Well, but there's a lot of neighborhoods on the like Northwest yeah. and stuff that are being built up more. So it's more commercial compared to where Eva's talking about. So there's some different areas. Um, but Tucson as a whole, it's charming. Man, you can't beat it. You can't beat it. And there's just so much history and hiking and walking and cycling mm-hmm. if you can do that like we can't but oh my god 
Yeah. So I'm officially homesick. So thanks so much for that, Eva. Uh, everyone, you can keep up with Eva at evaeldridge.com. Her article, like I was saying, is on nationalparktraveling.com. And that link is all, all both links are in the show notes, whether you're listening to this on oh. YouTube or Facebook or, you know, wherever, Google, Apple, all of that, anywhere in the podcast uh, land. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. We thank you all for joining us. And thank you so much, Eva. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. And please come visit Tucson. We love it here. Yeah, we'll come. 